Welcome to the Outdoor Panel Podcast, where we talk about chasing critters, catching fish, of course, hunting and fishing stories, and a lot of BS. There's like a beast. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's a nice eye. Yeah. That was a fast one. Holy cow. Welcome to this week's episode of the Outdoor Panel Podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about our bow hunting in September, or recapping the month of bow hunting in September. It's a really good episode. September was a really good month for us. Let's get into the episode right now. All right, we're recording, we're live. First ever live podcast. First ever live podcast. Well, we're going to start off this podcast, talk about where we were and where we're at now. Where are we at now? We're in my basement. We're in Bud's basement. Getting ready for a second week in a gun camp, sipping on some eggnogs, drinking some Keystones. Yep. We got uh, a little bit of fire going. We had uh, Bud's kid. Playing some whack-a-mole on the pool table earlier. You hit the jackpot, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There's quarters laying everywhere. On the slot machine. <laughs> Bud's starting them young. That's uh, Bud's retirement plan, I think. Yeah. Kid hitting it big. In Vegas. That's my only hope. <laughs> my only hope is my kid making it big and I can retire at, like, you know, when he's 20. Uh, yeah, hopefully it hits big. Hopefully it hits it's a big, big for us both. Um, but just, yeah, and just do a little re- recap of what we've done all fall. Yeah, we haven't done anything lately. Yeah, we haven't recorded a podcast probably. We've all been busy. We've been all like trying to shoot deer. <laughs> we've been busy trying to shoot deer. Summer camping, getting brownie points. I'm sure all you folks know how that goes during the summer. So. We'll probably get back into the podcast in a little bit here now that uh, we got winter and there's not much to do in the winter. So, And we do average about 25 listeners per podcast, and we appreciate all you 25 listeners. So hopefully we can grow, grow this thing a little bit bigger. Hopefully we can get maybe to 50 podcast listeners per podcast by next year. It'd be kind of cool. We have enough to buy, what, a very cheap case of beer? Mid-grade. Mid-grade. Mid-grade beer. It's above hams, not quite Coors. So, yeah. We're like that Bush Light Keystone yeah. level right now. Yeah. That's yeah. that's solid. Yeah, that's pretty solid. So, we're going to start off by talking uh, opening weekend of Whitetails, if we can remember that far back. I don't know. That is, that's a long way back. That's a long that's, way back. <laughs> that's, that's two months back, man. I can't remember what underwear yeah, I wore almost, this morning. Almost two and a half months back. But from what I can remember, the highlights of opening weekend, Bud and I hunted together. We were in kind of east central Wisconsin, I'd say, where we started off the year. On public land, that's pretty much all we do is public land. Every once in a while, we're lucky enough to get invited to private that somebody owns. But other than that, we've been grinding on public. Um, 
just from what I remember opening weekend, I guess we had the one hunt that was a highlight, I guess. And that was the hunt that we were looking forward to all year. It was. Since, since we, since last gun season, we've been looking forward to that hunt. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were slightly disappointed because we met up the morning of, and our meetup point was that property. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy there. Yeah. There was a guy there already. Mm-hmm. So we, we ended up, like, we weren't going to, we didn't know where he was. So let's, like, make the best out of the morning. Mm-hmm. We went and drove, like, all of our other, all of our. Yeah, we plan, spot checked plan, properties. Plan B to plan Z spots. Mm-hmm. We went and checked all them during the morning. That that was our, our morning plan at that point. Yeah. And even like all those spots, like there was some pressure, but even all those spots, like we, we kind of spot checked them and they weren't hot. No. We knew we wanted to go back to that spot. Yeah. We yeah. wanted to make, because it was a big dive. What was that? Like That was a three quarter mile back hike to get About back that. there. Yeah. Yeah. To the main spot, the main spot where I went. Not yeah. where you sat, but where I was. Yeah. It was three quarter mile. Um, a little bit shorter as the crow flies, but you know how it is hunting public land. You got to do the whole rigmarole of zigzagging here, zigzagging there. Um, go through this mud puddle and that mud puddle and yeah, go yeah. up, go up to your, well, I think we, I did, I, I did hit ball sack that day. Yeah. No, we hit ball sack deep right away. Um, part, part of the appeal for this spot for us was, uh it's not nothing fancy for a property or anything like that but uh the appeal that really got us during gun season that we were that we thought was going to keep us out is uh there is just this big ditch just a big nasty ditch and it gets mucky it gets it's watery uh, it's basically a shit filled ditch yeah for for the first half of the property yeah yeah and that keeps the guys out however um as we were axing this property we crossed the ditch started working our way back and i believe we got to kind of like i won't call it an island but i call it a high spot um we noticed probably the guy from the morning um back there was running a bait pile i believe a legal bait pile yeah um and he had a camera back there so we're like hmm all right someone else back here however it didn't look like he was going any anywhere past that point because it continued to get it was still wet once you got past that point too um yeah we continued to work back and um we ended up going to the first island that I stopped at. The sign was okay in there. It wasn't great. We kind of anticipated But there was that. sign. There was still sign. There was still sign. And basically this island was just in case Bud got busted accessing his stand location. The island I was going to sit was kind of the back door escape where yeah. the deer would go. So that's why I set up on there. And I, I kind of figure a bug got, got in clean. I wasn't going to see much. Um, but it's just the just-in-case spot. Just in case something wins them, something hurt them, something saw them getting up in a stand. 
Um, so Bud dropped me off there and proceeded to his stand location. Yeah, and I made another hundred and some yard trek, got up into my island, and I don't believe, I don't think I, I jumped any deer setting up, but it was within the first 15 minutes of being in the stand. Like, when I, I justify being in the stand. I'm in my saddle and my bow is there. Mm-hmm. I'm, still, I'm still setting up my camera arm, stuff like that. But in that time frame, I, at that point, I already had deer in on me. I had, you know, a small doe sneaking through. Mm-hmm. I was pretty soon, I had a little fork buck, you know, scurrying around. And was was that within the first 30 minutes? Yeah. And at this point, I mean, this is, this is at 3 o'clock on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. We still have four hours of daylight yet. Yeah. It's Yeah, it was like right around we, like three o'clock or something like that. Yeah, we, we got in super early and it's like I'm I'm like I don't even know what to be doing right now. I'm like it's this is deer aren't moving till super late yeah. early season. I and I think some factors went into that because based off our scouting, not only were deer bedding off the island, it, they were bedding up on the island too. Yeah. And I'm sure getting up in that tree i'm sure you made a little bit of noise so i'm sure they got curious like exactly what the heck's going on here is there yeah they heard something scraping yeah but it was clean enough to where it was clean enough like i was in the tree and i had deer coming in i i never got busted like they would come in and i could see them i could see them in the brush because it's like i had a little opening right on the tip of the island mm-hmm. is where i was sitting and like there was always brush around me and that's like they were just coming into that brush and then they were moseying off yeah yeah and i think another thing besides seeing you seeing those deer early you heard it was raining acorns over towards oh, yeah. you yeah yeah especially farther on the island and that's where like once i got in the tree i i, I felt that i wasn't deep enough mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like but man, they're right there. I'm like, how yeah. am I going to get in there? So yeah. it's, it's kind of those things that, like maybe we need to like more investigate that island. But that's the tough part about that that island because there are a lot of deer out there. Yeah, it's one of those spots where you're probably gonna gonna bump some deer in order to get to the spot that you want to get. Um, but it being the first year hunting that spot, you don't know. So, you gotta. Uh, it's smart, probably being a little more conservative on your first time, yep. getting up on that island. But uh, yeah, what happened after uh, you saw the first two deer? I think it was the first. I don't, honestly, it's so far along, but uh, I know it was. It was probably about the fifth or sixth deer I saw. Mm-hmm. I finally, and I said, I said, I think this was on our last podcast, we talked about our goals. Mm-hmm. My goal was pounds of meat in the freezer. That was my goal. Yeah, 90 yeah. or 100, something like that. So I, I, I totally eliminated, semi-eliminated antlers from me shooting this year. You know, when it came to archery. Yeah. And I ended up 
I think it was pretty early. I think it was like 5.30. I finally had two does and a fawn come through. Mm -hmm. 18 yards. And I, I'm leaning back on one, and then she's standing right behind a tree. I'm like, come on, take one more step. She has to take one step out, and then she kind of, she didn't bust me, but she finally just did a, huh, and then she bumps back the way she came. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, so I let down. And I look back a little bit to the left, and another doe comes out from in the, back into the same opening that I wanted the other doe to come mm -hmm. into. Drew back on her right away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, perfect. Let it go. Sound like a good whack. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, all jacked up. And it was a small opening. I saw her spun hard, and she ran. And as soon as she hit the brush, I lost her. Yeah, and it's one of those spots where you can see 30 yards. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was. thick. It's it's a thick island. Yeah, it's, it's by the time by the time they're on you, you have to be drawing and you're shooting. It's it's not you're not seeing them come in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was a high moment. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I smoked her. I'm like, I think she, she was at like 19 yards. I'm like, yep, perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Yeah, then you texted or called me or something like that. Yep. And I was fired up and you're like, should we get down now? Shouldn't we get down? Because we were. It, I mean, it was a semi-warm weekend. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't something that I, I didn't really want to let it sit till yeah. the next morning. Let alone, I didn't want to walk all the way out of that place Yeah, to it, come walk all the way back. I mean, it was still early when you shot, so we weren't sure if there was something bigger that was proceeding to come or coming after you shot. Yeah. So we just figured just stay in standstill shooting time. and I don't know. Excitement was high. I remember that. Um, I remember getting down. I just took my stuff down as fast as possible at the end of shooting time. I don't even think I brought all my gear. I no, just left it at the tree. Cause we, we spent another 20 yeah. minutes later of the night trying to find your yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I headed over there, and I think before I was over there, you were starting to look at the arrow. I, by that point, I was back. I never left a tree till dark. And like Eric was saying, like you never know one might come in. I saw another eight, nine deer that night. Yeah. And two of them being bucks, but they were smaller. They were like a fork and a spike. I had some other does and stuff like that, but no good sit. Good, good opening day. So <laughs> yeah. That's probably. I I cannot I cannot complain about the sit. I mean, yeah. I, I was from from the time I set up. To the time I got down, I was covered in deer. Yeah. Like, I, I consider, you know, that sit part of my own because we both took part in that. I mean, we were out there in July even making sure there was acorns dropping in, yeah. in that location. Yeah, we, we snuck all... We went in trying to clear out the access. Yeah. Just to get better access into that spot. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how much effort we were putting into this spot because we knew this spot was that good. Mm -hmm. And we know that spot's that good. We just got to figure out the timing, because as it turned out, is I, I dig it. I get down. I looked at my arrow, and it's I don't even know. It, it's not that good red blood. Yeah, it wasn't. 
It's that brown red blood. Yeah, it. Because I, I think you were still kind of like optimistic, and I and I, I looked was. at yeah, and I looked at the arrow. I think I was coming in in there. I didn't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I remember the deer that you shot the previous yeah. year opening weekend, and I was like, this is the same freaking color. I was like, oh, this is not, this isn't ideal. No. So, you know, I, I was trying to be optimistic, but I, I think I was kind of a realist at that point. You were. And when you came in and you, you, you brought that up, mm-hmm. and it's, and I still, I had to be the optimistic because I was the yeah. one that flung the arrow. Yeah. I had to be the optimistic guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I, I, I drilled it. I smoked it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and we, what, 10 yards? I think we found the first blood. Yeah, and it wasn't and then, like, very good. It was a two drops. Yeah. And then, yeah, like four feet later, we found one drop. Yeah, it was, it was not ideal. It was not ideal. It, it sucked, to be quite frank. It really did. Seeing what we saw, just seeing what we found, it, we're like deja vu all over again. Yeah. We're like, is that, that this class, sucks. classic of, you know, that bottom brisket. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you played it smart by shooting. You aimed a little bit low, didn't you? Yeah. I, I believe. So you were playing for that drop. and Playing for that drop, and it was a steep angle. Mm-hmm. I was high. I was high. I, I got up as high in the tree as I could because mm-hmm. there was no wind, playing the thermals, stuff like that. And... I wanted to be as high in the tree as I could. Yep. And then that deer came in right below me. Yep. Yeah, it and dealing with all that shrub shit and buckthorn and I mean everybody says 19, 18 yard shots easy. Put your put yourself in public land, thick stuff. First, we're not cutting shoot lanes. Yeah. It's it's a different ball game, so we're like, we should probably back out, go home, look at the footage. That's the benefit of us filming hunts, even though it's a pain in the butt. It's been very useful it, it over has. the past several years, for sure. Um, so we we went home and we looked at the footage. I mean, and the footage didn't look great. Nope. It looked like it was the brisket hit that we feared. <laughs> I mean, and by brisket, we're not saying like the front. We're saying like behind the front legs, strictly right Low. below the heart. Yeah. Low. I mean, the shot's three inches higher. Deer's dead in not four yards. Two, two inches higher. Yeah, two inches higher. But the deer... Bud's, Bud's boat just shot too fast. <laughs> yes. I never heard it coming. Apparently not. So, uh, I guess that was opening opening weekend. We never were able to... Uh, we didn't do anything exciting after that. Yeah. We, we, went we scouted. And, just scouted, we, scouted, scouted. 
Went to a mos- mosquito-invested island. Yeah, we didn't even hunt that. I mean, I, that's an example. You'll, you'll hear that a lot. Where, we, I mean, we worked, walked over a mile and a half into that spot, crossed another ditch that was just literally that trashed, That literally tr- trashed a pair of pants. Yeah. That literally, I, I, I came home and I threw that pair of pants away. Yeah. Because I can't believe I walked through that junk. Yeah. And, and then, then, then I'm like, I mean... To think that I wore that mental clothes and I was still getting mosquito bites on my back, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it was nasty. We never, never even got to back, back to where we wanted to go because it was just, I mean, we couldn't find any deer or anything like that. So, I mean, we, we didn't want to push, I mean, any further back because what's the point of, we're, I mean, we're already that it's far. It's not even worth it yeah, at we that were, point. Yeah, we were that far back and not seeing deer sign when we should have been just, seen deer signs so we're just like we'll go home and watch a packer game and call it a day yeah. some some and we're realists some days that's the way it goes in, in the public land woods sometimes times you just gotta fold them and just yeah. retard your batteries for the next day yeah. maybe that's like a, a gun hunting spot where we walk in here when the mosquitoes are dead yeah when everything's frozen over and whatnot. yeah the ditches are frozen over yeah. and the mosquitoes are dead maybe we'll walk back there yeah yeah that's part of the dangers of going in spots blind and whatnot and this is a new area that we're hunting in uh east central wisconsin so um we're just slowly figuring it out as time has gone on so um i I can't think of any other highlights from opening weekend um yeah i don't i don't recall any other highlights besides no besides that one hunt so as we move on as september went on I guess opening a weekend, I did see that four corn on, uh, in southwestern Wisconsin in a little apple tree thicket that Bud hunted that a couple times. And um, I gave it an opening a weekend sit and I saw, I guess, yeah, a four corn. It was a pretty cool four corn. Um, and anything else happened in the rest of the month of September? I don't know, you're the only one that hunted. Because I hunted open your weekend, I didn't yeah. hunt again until I came down by you. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't recall. No, no. The the very next weekend, I started getting on some good stuff. Um, instead of focusing on marshes, um, I actually switched to hunt more CRP-type ground um, the following weekend. Because all the spot areas that Bud and I have scouted, I just uh, kept on spot checking and spot checking them. And I was like, the sign is just not there. The sign is just not there. So I was like, we got to change gears and find something else that is going to work. So I ended up uh, going to uh, the CRP area. And uh, that, that was the first time I felt like I was getting onto something good. Um, because I don't want to be too detailed, but it was a bedding area with a pond and a bean field. And I was like, deer should like all that early season here. Um, however, it's to the point when the beans just started turning yellow. Yeah. Like, I think they planted this field late because it wasn't like a complete yellow washout. Where I think if I would have been in there maybe opening weekend... I think I would have been in the game for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say I wasn't in the game. Um, there, 
there were rubs in there, but it just looked like it was like a week old. I was like, son of a gun. Um, because there's all sorts of tracks in this watering hole. I think I sent you a snap. There's just yeah. tracks everywhere. And they were hitting that water all summer. There was a scrape right on the edge of that watering hole that they were using. Um, and I sat there one night, saw, saw basket eight the first night. Um, saw some does too. It was just, I, I was never in there before. So I basically just sat on the ground. I couldn't see over the CRP grass or anything cause my chair was too low. And the chair I was using was squeaky as all get out. So it's like when I kind of half stood up to look at the eight pointer, my chair squeaked. So I I gotta get a better better setup for ground hunting in like CRP fields. That's something I didn't figure out for this year. Um, but yeah, I was proud that I found that spot though for this this next coming year. Even though I, I just want to make this point before we move on. Even though you don't kill in spots or things don't turn out in your favor, like learning these spots and documenting what you're seeing or remembering what you're seeing will benefit you for years to come. Like in that spot, I after the first couple hunts and after I kind of started blowing everything out, I'm like, I'm just going to work slowly through this bedding area and figure it out. And I was able to figure out a setup for next year. So next year, opening weekend comes around, or next time they plant plant, plant that bean field late, we're gonna be in their opening weekend. Yeah. I still saw like four or five does after I blew it up the first day. I mean, there's a pile of deer in there, and there was a big buck sign too in there. It was just I didn't know how to hunt it yet because it was my first year in there. Yeah, that, that's the the downfall of doing that. I should, I'm not going to say running gun, but like scouting gun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Where I, you're literally like, and I do it so many times. Like, I look at our property on the map. Like, yeah, let's go there. Yeah. And it's like, I'm literally going in, I'm scouting, and I'm trying to figure it out. At the same time, I'm going to sit it. Yeah. And, and I do that a lot, too. However, out of all the habitat types that I think it's the most challenging in, is crp type setups well you have no cover like you as you as you're walking in like find the sign mm -hmm. by the time you find the sign guess what you're already too late yep that's exactly right you know because there's no places for them to lay sign yep. until you're yeah, right I, in their bedroom yep. it's not like cattails where they can't see you and they have the cattails the wind blowing the cattails and whatnot it and it's not like hardwood timber where you have timber in between you and the deer yeah um depending on how in, in crp the sign i believe is a lot tougher to see if like the trails are a little bit tougher to see yeah. especially in september because the, the stem growth is so high in there yeah like you go in there now you can see all the trails in the world but you're in there in september what now is it this is it a deer trail is it the guy that's been walking in there for the last three months, yeah. bow hunting trail. Is it the pheasant hunters, yeah, pheasant hunters walking yeah. that, you know, this is their path to flush up pheasants? Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's because I do want to say I was the first one in there hunting for like September this yeah. year. 
there's no other trails, no other human sign back there because there's no trees really. Exactly. There, there's like one tree to get in, and that that's about it. So, I, I did learn a lot in that spot though, and I'm using the principles from that hunt, and on my Onyx maps, I'm trying to replicate what I saw in that spot. And I scouted a property that was very similar today that had very similar signs. So that that's how all these properties overlap. Like, and I, some of this, I don't want to go down a tangent, but like the property I scouted today, that there's stuff, there's transitional bedding, there was hill country bedding, there is like a thermal hub, like. It's all the stuff that you learn and you're just blending it in like CRP. It's not like marsh. It's not like hill country. Everything kind of blends in like a CRP setup is what I'm learning a little bit too. Yeah. But it's only like two foot contours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a really good hunt that I didn't kill anything. Saw some deer. But I really learned how that property is going to work going forward. So I guess that was a highlight of September for me, was figuring out that property. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Outdoor Panel Podcast. In next week's episode, Bud and myself are going to recap uh, what we saw in early October and as we head into the pre-rut. Uh, just recapping that part of the season. Thanks for listening and looking forward to having you guys listen to next week at next week's episode.